We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. And I want to, if this is your first Sunday to be here, you do not have, you do not have to have the other messages, every message is standalone. But I want to start out by, by always kind of setting the table. And um, to set the table for this message, we have to understand that, that God created Adam and Eve, and the Bible says He crowned them with glory and authority. And Adam ruled like God ruled. He ruled with His words. He spoke, and things were named. He spoke, and things happened. But when Adam and Eve sinned, the Bible tells us that they lost their glory. They lost their authority. And so now Adam no longer could speak, but he had to work and by the sweat of his brow. And then the elements fell under a curse. And, and now we have the extreme heats and the extreme colds. And we have hurricanes and tornadoes and all those elements. And the grounds were cursed. And we have thorns and briars and all those things. And, and then the animals fell under a curse. And, and instead of them reigning and ruling together, now they're adversaries. And now even humanity is adversarial. Because of that sin, it has affected everything. But I talked last week about the glory effect. How that if you have the glory of God living in your life, it will affect you every day and it will affect the lives of everyone around you. I talked about there at the end how that uh, Simon, Peter, and John were going to the, to the temple. They passed by the gate beautiful and the man was there. He was laying. He asked for alms. They said, look at us. Uh, we don't have silver and gold, but we do have something else. The glory of God filled the temple. And so they spoke. He said, get up and walk. The man got up and he ran and he jumped and was praising God. Because the glory affected not only Simon Peter. Now he's not denying God. But he's now living in the glory of God. And now it's also affecting the lives of everyone around him. And so today I want to talk about the weight of glory. The weight Everything that God makes has a weight to it. And one of the descriptions of the glory of God is the word Shekinah glory. The Shekinah glory of God. That word means a heavy weight. If you've ever felt a heavy, heavy presence of the glory of God... That's the Shekinah glory. In Isaiah, the glory of God filled the temple. The ministers could not minister. They were just under the weight. I'm sure that if you have been around uh, our church or other churches that believe in the Holy Spirit, you've been in those services to where everyone was just under the weight of the presence of God. And so we understand that, that glory has weight. It has effect, and it will affect so that when we are here today, we're not just singing, but we're worshiping. Uh, we're not just singing, so that so, but we're worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And, and, and whenever you hear a sermon, it's, you understand it's not just me speaking. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through me to your spirit. I was here praying last Sunday, and, and God just showed me before the service that, man, I've got some big angels all around me, helping me preach. 
There's some angels all around this place making it to where there's less and less distractions from the world so that you can hear the word. This is holy ground. This is holy ground. And so when we, do, when we go to church, we're not just going to church. We are the church. And so the glory has affected everything. And so if you have your Bibles today, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'll be starting at verse number 16, reading through verse 18. The weight of glory. Therefore, we do not lose hearts. And church, that's important today, especially in the culture we live in. It's real easy for Christians to lose heart. But we don't lose heart. Though outwardly, I want you to see the contrast. Outwardly, we are wasting away. Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. So on the outside, we've got things that are causing us to waste away. But on the inside, things are getting new every day. Verse 17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So verse 18, we fix our eyes. This is key. What are we looking at today? What are we fixing our eyes on? We fix our eyes on not what is seen, but on what is unseen. What is seen is what? Temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. Father, today, just open our minds, open our hearts, open our spirits today to receive your word, to let it get deep down inside of us today so that when we leave this house, we will see things differently. In your precious name we pray. Amen. We don't lose heart. I see people all around me losing heart today. They just get weary. The Bible says, do not grow weary. Some people are just worn out. They've just done all they know how to do. But the way we don't lose heart is that we begin to understand what's really happening. If you just look around at our world today, you're going to get discouraged. If you look around at churches today, you're going to get discouraged. Because things are not like they used to be. Remember how they used to be, you know? Remember how, we, we always talk about how they were. And, and I remember, listen, things have changed drastically in my lifetime. I, I remember when we had the most serious problems in our schools were chewing gum. And then teachers would be happy that that's all they had to worry about today. In church, the, the, the problems used to be so so minor and so small that we were worrying about these outward things. And, and now today, the issues in the churches are, are so extravagantly heavy and hard to deal with and complicated. And if you look around today, you look at your life and you look around, you're going to get discouraged. I mean... Listen, everything's more expensive than it was. We don't, get, we don't get the raises that equal the cost of living going up. Uh, things are so much in our face today. Everything is just in your face. We used to have to deal with sexual issues with, with teenagers and with high schoolers. And now we're dealing with it down in the elementary grades. Because 
Everything is just in your face. And we can lose heart. Outwardly, we can literally be going through hell. But, inwardly, there's something totally different going on. Inwardly, in my spirit, I am being renewed day by day. Outwardly, I may be going through so much trouble. But inwardly, I'm triumphant. Outwardly, I may be afflicted. But inwardly, I've got the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Outwardly, I may be weary. But inwardly, I am a warrior. I am a conqueror through Jesus Christ my Lord. Outwardly, I may be limited by the flesh. But inwardly, I've got the Lion of Judah, and he is roaring like a lion. He is destroying the enemy. And inwardly, I am being renewed. Heaven is happening inside of me every day. So I don't fix my eyes on what is temporary. I don't fix my eyes on pop culture. I don't fix my eyes on things that I can see because these are just temporary, but I begin to fix my eyes on things that are eternal. Listen, I have found that situations may deteriorate before they get better. Have you found that to be true? It just gets real, real dark before the dawn. I mean, even Lazarus had to die before he could be resurrected. Right? He's praying for healing. His sisters are praying for healing. And Jesus is going, I'm just going to wait a while. Hey, Jesus, don't wait in my situation. Come on into town. He's going to wait. I need the glory to outweigh your situation. You see, Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus and said, the only reason I'm doing this is so that God gets all the glory. In our lives, sometimes if it doesn't deteriorate enough, we may say, oh, look what I did. Look how I figured it out. I came to the solution. Here's how I fixed it. God wants to get all the glory. He wants to get all of the glory. And so I have found that in life, God has set up these scales. The scales of life. And so everything has weight. And so when I'm going through what I think are troubles, trials, temptations, afflictions, here's what God calls them. Light, momentary. What you're going through today, I don't know how bad it is. But let's just say you're on the verge of death. Here's the way God looks at it. Light, momentary. So when you put it in the scales of life, it has some weight. It'll pull the scale down a little bit. But he said that all of our troubles are light and momentary, but the glory... Come on. The glory will outweigh all your troubles, all your afflictions, all your trials, no matter how bad they are, no matter how much you've been crying, no matter how much you've been in loss, no matter how much the scale is tipping toward all of your troubles, they are light and momentary because God says, don't fix your eyes on what you see. 
Because what is unseen is far greater than what is seen. You may see a drought, but God says, hey, I see a cloud the size of a man's head. I hear the abundance of rain. You may see nothing but weariness and being worn out and no solution at all to the problems. And God says, I am your solution. I have the answer. I am Alpha, the Omega, beginning and the end. I will be there with you through the fire, through the waters you will not drown. I don't know how heavy it is on your heart today, but church, I've got real good news. It's just temporary. It's just for a moment. It won't last because joy comes in the morning. You may be in the darkness right now, but the sun is about to rise. Jesus is about to come. Our light and momentary afflictions are going to be outweighed by the glory of an almighty God. I can't wait to talk to some of us in heaven. I can't wait. So we're going to go up there and we're going to say, hey, you know, I thought I had it so bad, but I had no idea this was what I was getting in exchange for it. The Bible says it's not entered into the heart and mind of man. It's eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. What God is preparing that is eternal. Eternal. You see, I've told you we live in two separate worlds simultaneously as Christians. We live in what is seen, what is temporary, and we live in what is eternal and what is invisible. Outwardly, we're wasted away. I mean, my goodness, just look in the mirror. I, I'm twice the man I used to be. I used to be real thin and... and uh, had a six, eight pack and hair was black and you can't even imagine that, I know. But my wife can remember, she just closes her eyes and <laughs> smile. Hey, outwardly or we are wasting away. There's no doubt about that. Because of the effect of sin. Once we are born, we begin the death process. And if you get focused on everything that's outward. If all you can see are your troubles, all you can see is what's going on in this world, if all you can see is the house that you're living in, the car you're driving, and the number at the bottom of the line on your bank account, I want to tell you, you're going to be real down real quick. If all you can look at is what you have need of, I'm telling you, Wednesday nights, man, I'm so pumped, I can't wait for this next one. Because last Wednesday night, Brother Dennis got a, I got to shout and I got so happy I got excited. I didn't want to in church. Because we found out just in verse 1, we got five more to go. Just in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, Jehovah Raha. I lack nothing. Hallelujah. I have all that I need was another version. Wow. God said, I will never see my seed begging for bread. We sometimes get so focused on the outward that is wasting and we forget about there's a glory that's far outweighing these light and momentary afflictions. We get so caught up in the world. The enemy, James tells us, the enemy gets us so bound up and so wore out and so wore down that all we're doing is keeping our head down. And God says, hey, lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. Get your eyes lifted up into the hills. That's where your help comes from. Your help comes from God. It is not coming from your bank account. It is not coming from a doctor. It is not coming from a marriage specialist. But it is coming from the King of Kings.
Kings and the Lord of Lords who shall never lie nor fail. Come on, let's give him praise. There's something going on in here this morning. I'm getting renewed, renewed by the power and the glory of God today. Hallelujah, the glory. Your light weight afflictions will prepare you for the heavy weight of glory. Yeah. Not everybody can handle the weight of glory. Glory has weight to it. Our afflictions prepare us for the glory. I've seen it happen through my life. I've seen what I consider to be heavy, heavy, heavy afflictions early in my life, only to realize that, boy, I wish that's all I had to deal with now. But as I've grown as a Christian, as a man of God, I've found that, boy, the enemy gets heavier and heavier afflictions. But I have found that all of my momentary and light afflictions that the enemy puts on me, he thinks they're heavy, but they're just light. It has prepared me for the next realm of glory in my life. But when we get the glory, it has a weight to it. Let me give you an example of things we can see. In this world we're living in, here's how this works. We have people who gain fame. Fame. They gain wealth. They gain position. They call it glory. Right? Yeah. They, they get glory. And man, they are lifted up on pedestals. We have these people in all parts of our society. We have these people in the entertainment business, actors and actresses, and they'll get paid $50 million to do a movie. We have people who are there when it comes to music, and they are making billions of dollars with their personas, their charisma. And we have people that are there in the Christian world. Boom. Yeah. But can I tell you that in all of these positions, not everybody can handle the weight of the glory. We've seen this happen in our society. These people, they, they have a great craft. They have a great gift. And they ascend to heights. And they cannot handle it. We've seen it with people who've won the lottery. I mean, everybody wants to win the lottery, right? $400 million? Five, who does not want $400 million? I sign me up quick. I pay my time right off the top. Amen. Oh, yeah, that's a big old church. But you know, not everybody. Listen, the average person who wins the lottery, within six months to a year, they're broke, and then they're usually in debt. Can you imagine? You know why? They don't know how to handle it. They're, they're used to handling $20,000, $30,000, $50,000, and all of a sudden you got $400 million. They don't know what to do. And they just start giving it away, buying stuff, and all of a sudden now they're broke in a year, five years, and in debt. We've seen it happen with those who are actors. We Just a few years ago, very shortly ago, we had a great talent by the name of Robin Williams that all of a sudden we heard one morning on the news that, that he had hung himself. 
the fame, the weight of that. He just broke under it. What a tragedy. We find Michael Jackson not being able to sleep, so he's using propofol to, to sleep and having a, a doctor administering it. And then we find that, that now he's gone because of the weight of this glory. I mean, listen, when everybody is telling you how awesome you are all the time, when everybody's, when everybody's pandering to everything you need, and, and it, it's a weight that most people cannot handle. I've seen it happen in the ministry. You've seen it happen. Great men and women of God who were anointed by God, but their foundations had a crack that most people didn't see. And it just comes crumbling down. We'll talk about the weight. Because the foundation was not stable. They couldn't handle it. I got to tell you, it's a heavy weight. When everybody's looking at everything you wear, every word you say, your wife, what she wears, I got to tell you, a pastor's wife can never win. Because if she wears something nice, well, we're paying the preacher too much. <laughs> My goodness, how much money are we paying that guy? And then if she doesn't wear something nice, Oh my goodness, how embarrassing for that to be our pastor's wife. <laughs> can't win. Pastor's kids can't win. I grew up as a pastor's kid. You just can't win. Because everybody's watching you. And the pastor's kids have got to be perfect. And the pastor's wife has got to be perfect. And I've got to be perfect. What a heavy weight. That's somebody tell me, you mean you go to Walmart? They saw me at Walmart. You go to Walmart? Well, yeah. I guess they thought I, I don't have to have things. Or I have people. Listen. Man. We don't have, I need some people. I don't have my people to call your people. Kind of. And it may be a good thing. Because maybe I couldn't handle the weight. I've had some friends of mine whose, whose churches exploded and broke. Great men of God. And they couldn't handle the weight. All of a sudden they got caught up and they believed. My dad said, never believe the press. They believed it. And all of a sudden they got this God complex that, that I don't have to live by the word of God because I can do whatever I want to do and it'll be okay. And they get caught up having affairs. Pastors. They get all of a sudden caught embezzling funds from the church that they're pastoring. Because of the pressures, the weight. Listen, when we are Christians and we let other people know that we are Christians, you then begin to bear the weight of glory. Because now they're going to hold you to a higher standard, right? And now you can't ever get upset at work and blow your top. They go, well, I thought you were a Christian. Well, Jesus got mad. That's what we always go to, right? That's what we go to. Well, Jesus got mad. <laughs> Somebody told me, said, Pastor, why don't you ever have bumper stickers on your car? Because I might be having a bad day. And I don't want somebody following me to PCA. 
They go, I'm not following that guy to PCAs. <laughs> it's a weight. And not everybody can handle the weight. That's why we, we must always have ourselves at the foot of the cross. God, help me handle the glory in my life so that I don't break under the weight of it. I've got to be able to handle it. I thought when I first became a pastor, oh, I can handle anything. And then I realized I don't know how to handle multi-million dollar budgets. I don't know how to be a, a psychoanalyst of every person that walks in the, in the office. I don't have all of those tools that I need. And then, then people say, well, pastor, you're supposed to be like Paul. Be all things to all people. Well, that's hard. It's tough. I can't be everywhere all the time. And I cannot tell you how many times my, my family's eaten a meal without me. Because every time we sit down before me. And every time my kids had something special, somebody else was having a crisis. And all of a sudden you've got to try to balance all that and handle the weight. And, and you doing your life. Marriages are stressed and strained. Kids are stressed and strained. Churches are torn apart because they don't know how to handle the glory. There's a weight to it. We've got to be able to understand it. Look at this in Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 verses 21 and following. For although they knew God, I want you to get that. These people knew God. They neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking. You see? What are we looking at? What are our eyes fixed on? Their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And did what? Exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Idolatry. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. Here's another thing. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relationships with women and were inflamed with lust for another, one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. So there's not enough of evil. They have to invent it. They disobey their parents. Well, that's odd to put that in there, isn't it? All of a sudden, you got all this bad stuff, then just disobey parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. 
Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but approve of those who practice them. Wow. This is a society we're living in today. People know right. They've even known the presence of God. But they, it's like going to Walmart. We went to Walmart the other day and exchanged something. You have it, but it's not what you want. So you take it in and go, I want to exchange this so I can have this. So they had the glory of God, but they go, I don't want this anymore. They had wisdom. They had knowledge of God. They go, I don't want this. I want to exchange it because I want to do what I want to do with my life. I don't want to surrender to God. I don't want to have God as God in my life. I want to do what I know I should not do. And then I want to then invent ways of evil doing worse things. They exchange it. And then did you hear what it said? And then there are those who are even approving of those practices. You've got to be careful today, church. Because the glory is going to leave the church. If we're not careful to hold on to it. Because the weight of glory carries responsibilities with it. Accountability with it. I've told you that I have four men that I'm accountable to. And I call them periodically. They call me. How are you doing, Pastor? Are you praying? Yep. You're reading your Bible? Not just prepare for messages? Yep. You been watching any pornography? Nope. We ask each other the hard questions. Because we know the weight of glory. If your foundation has cracks in it, it will crumble. If there's weaknesses in your life, guess what the enemy wants to do? Devour, destroy you. Because if he can, then he can have all the other people at your job going, I knew you weren't different than everybody else. All Christians are just hypocrites. They claim to be this, but they're not even as good as I am. Have you heard statements before? I want the glory of God. But I've got to make sure that I can handle it. I've got to make sure that I can have everybody looking at everything I wear and everything I say and everything I do. I've got to be willing to be able to stand up to the scrutiny and, and handle the good things that are said and handle the criticisms that are said. Because everybody I found has an opinion. And they're free. And sometimes you don't even have to freely give to freely receive. But there's a weight. And listen, church, if we want the glory of God, listen, I want the glory of God. I want the floodgates opened over this place. We've got to have a life that's surrendered, a life that is ready, a life that can handle the weight. Because I want to tell you, the enemy's not going to stop giving us light and momentary afflictions. He's not going to stop. And if you think, well, one day it's just all going to get better, only when Jesus comes. Until then, 
Till then, we have to look to the Word. We've got to find process. What is the pattern? When the temple is built and it does not cut corners, they do not round up, round down. It is built exactly the way God says I want it built, then His glory fills it. We can't cut corners. We can't round up and round down. We've got to meet the standard that God says, here is the temple that I will fill. That's a lot of weight. This is a heavy sermon. I've said a lot of heavy things today. I've read some heavy scriptures that should stop all of us in our tracks for just a moment and go, wow, this is serious stuff. It is eternal. Because we cannot focus on what is seen, but we have to focus on what is unseen. Or else we're going to lose it. We're going to find ourselves in a mindset like Robin Williams or Whitney Houston or Michael Jackson or some of those. We'll find ourselves in mindsets like some of these pastors who go, but, but that doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. There's a song we used to sing as little kids. Be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little ears what you hear. Be careful little hands what you do. Be careful little feet where you go. For the Father up above, He's looking down in love. Be careful what you do. Because we have a standard, a pattern, a process. And God says, I want to fill the temple. I want it to affect your life and everybody's life around you. But the question is, can you handle the weight of it? I've seen it crush so many of my friends. You've seen it crush your friends. And they just go, well, I'll just exchange it. The tragedy is today... We have churches coming up and saying, hey, let's just exchange this part because we just don't want to talk about it. Let's exchange this part because we don't want to offend anybody. Let's exchange this part because, well, there's so many people in the church that are living like that. Man, when I came face to face with God, the only one that changed was me. And He humbled me in His presence. And I fell at His feet like Isaiah. I'm a man of unclean lips. I have an unclean heart and an unclean mind. And His blood washed it all away. And I became a new creature. In Christ. And he wrote my names in the Lamb Book of Life and he said, and no man shall take it out. I'm glad that nobody who gets mad at me can go up there and scratch it out. Pastor Bart, well, I'll just scratch his <laughs> Thank God for that. Today, the message, I want you to leave encouraged. 
I want you to stop looking at what is seen and feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders. I want you to understand these are light and momentary afflictions because God has eternal things prepared for us. And we've got to stop looking at the temporary and start looking at the eternal. Remember in the upper room whenever Jesus took off his outer garment and he started to wash the disciples' feet? came to Simon Peter. I preached on it a couple of weeks ago and he said, I must wash your feet because what he was showing them was if you want glory, you've got to get down on your knees and do the dirty work. But he's also showing them that he doesn't want dirt in his house. He wants his house to be a place that's clean. And he doesn't want the residue of the world coming into his house. Listen, you and I, the world is trying to come into our houses through music, through television, through language, through video games, all this stuff. The residue of the world is trying to get into our homes, get into our minds, get into our kids, our families, our marriages, all that. Our finances, everything. And we got to make sure we wash that stuff off at the front door. Not in my house. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. But he was washing his feet and he said, if this is what it takes to be clean, then wash my whole body. And, and, and Jesus told him, you've already taken a bath. I've called you clean. So today, if you're a child of God, guess what? He's called you clean. But that doesn't mean you don't get some residue on your feet. And that doesn't mean when we go out tomorrow in this world, this afternoon, that it's going to be easy. All hell will come at you. And will try to get your eyes fixed on those things. To where that's all you think about. Is that momentary affliction. He said this. The glory outweighs it. I've got glory that will outweigh it. Just one moment in my presence. Is going to take care of all that weight of this affliction in your life. Message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.